And that's yep. scary. I'm not mm. saying it's easy. It's simple, but it's not easy. Mm. But what we find over and over and over again is every time you share a piece of your story, every time you allow that authenticity to shine through, you're going, there are people that are going to go, oh my gosh, it's like you were talking to me. I've had that experience. I know, exa- oh, you really do understand what I'm going through because you've been there. Yes. Right. And it's allowing people to be seen and felt seen and felt heard and understood. Here we go again, a fantastic episode with a very accomplished expert. Today we're joined by Stephanie Powell, who's a speaker, brand and business strategist, as well as an authenticity expert. She's going to be sharing how to be more authentic and uh, while you're building a strong brand. How to build a business you want by identifying all the key attributes of a successful business that you can fall in love with. That's a very uh, long uh, sentence, but I hope you understand that you know it takes more than just uh, sales to to build a business. You know we have to be authentic with who we want to serve. And today is the episode which is going to be all about how to be authentic and fall in love with the business you are building. So I hope you enjoy this episode, and at the end, I'll be sharing a few of my key takeaways. Enjoy. Awesome. So thank you so much, Stephanie, for joining me on uh, uh, Talking With Experts podcast this week. I'm really excited again, and I'm full of energy, even though I've just completed 17 miles on on my hand cycle for for cancer research. Uh, I'm really excited today because it draws on some of the conversations I already had, so we'll be able to go a little bit deeper. But um, I know I know you're a speaker, brand, and business strategist, but you know yourself a lot more than I do. Um, so tell me, describe yourself and what kind of expert are you? Yeah, awesome. I'm super excited to be here. Um, I also, by the way, that just 17 miles on a hand cycle is just that. I'm not even sure I can fully wrap my brain around that. Like I heard what you said, but I don't get it. Um, So I think that's amazing. Um, So yeah, so I'm I'm a speaker, I'm an educator, brand and business strategist, and all that's great, right? But really, really what I'm about is it's all for me. It's all about unleashing radical authenticity one brand at a time. Mm. Um, I have an extremely fierce um, belief that we were all created on purpose and with purpose, right? And we were each given, you know, unique sets of abilities and skills and desires and passions. And those are not accidents. They're Mm -hmm. there for a reason. And to that end, there are people that you specifically were born to serve. There are people that I am specifically born to serve. And those people, they're looking for you. They're looking for me. But if we're not showing up as our radically authentic selves, well, then they're not going to find us, right? Yes. They're going to find the next best thing or the people that find us are going to be the people that are looking for whatever it is we might be presenting. And so I just, I, I love the idea of going, okay, let's think about if we had a world where everyone literally just got to show up as themselves, fully themselves and do what they were meant to do. Like how, how just freaking mm. amazing would things be right? Because we weren't trying to fit into a box or felt like we couldn't do this thing or that thing. Um, and so I do all of that, 
as a speaker, as an educator, and as a brand and business strategist. So when I work with my clients, my favorite thing to do is to sit across from somebody. I actually don't, and a lot of people will cringe if they hear this potentially, um, <laughs> and I do have a marketing background. I don't have set offers. I don't have set packages mm. because my favorite thing to do are puzzles. I love sitting across from somebody that's in real life and proverbially, but I love <laughs> yeah. sitting across from somebody and going, tell me where you're at. What's point A? Where are we trying to get to? Tell me where we're struggling. And then creating that strategic plan to get them from point A to point B. Mm. And that can look a million different ways for a million different people. Um, it usually is different, right? There might be some of the same strategies, but I rarely create the same plan for one client as I do for another. Um, you know, and so that's, that's my favorite thing in the world to do is just to do that. It gets to know all about you and your business. Um, and what I really love the branding piece, I'm so passionate about because I think so many people don't actually really have a full grasp of what branding really is. Right. Cause I mean, I think most people are starting to understand that it's not just the logo and the colors and whatever else, but what I've started to tell people is. I can almost guarantee you that whatever problem you're having in your business, it's also a branding problem. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think it's an, it's overlooked. It is because it is the, and it doesn't mean it's not something else too. But if you're having a sales problem, there's a branding issue. If you're mm. having a customer retention problem, there's a branding issue. If you're you know what if you're having just lack of clarity there there's a branding issue like that. It all goes back to that branding piece. And so, and for me to, it's, it's always, I'm very, very who centric, but the who is not you mm. <laughs> the people that you serve. And it's just making sure that we have such an intimate understanding of how we serve the people that we serve and, and, and how they're describing their problem and looking for solutions in their own words and what they want to feel and what they're chasing. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of a long answer to your question. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, that, that's it. And, I, and then I was in public education for 13 years um, before I started my business. And so I've been teaching and speaking and training for over 20 years. And so that's, that's a huge passion of mine. Um, I love it. Amazing. It, 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 it's nice to listen to, you know, you expand on lots of things because then I get an, uh, an overview of what you're capable of and um, understand more what you actually do. And uh, right. so I know uh, right at the start, you, you spoke about, um, you know, authenticity. And then you also said about attracting people that are like you and, and the right people will come to you. I've noticed that. Uh, that I'm attracting kind-hearted people, uh, people that want to share their wisdom. And it, it's it's a community focus. And, and I think because I, those are the kind of my brand values, even though I haven't really sat down with it and be really defined with it, I guess I've attracted the people that are similar to me into the podcast. So is, is that something that you focus on or um, how how do we construct a, a, a really strong brand? Yeah. So whenever I work with anybody, the first thing, you know, I actually, I like, I have a signature brand strategy method that I go through with my clients and it's five questions, right? And it's answering those five questions and that lays the foundations. And the questions are super easy. Now, granted, 
there's surface level answers and then we dig really deep right mm -hmm. and so we go through that process but the questions are it's who are you what do you do um who do you serve what problem do you solve and how do you do it differently and then what do you want your clients to feel when and after working with you what transformation are you providing um, and, and getting really, really deep into those answers. That's how you start laying that foundation, right? Because what we have to understand is for the most of us, especially in the service-based world, right? Product-based is a little bit different. Um, it doesn't mean this stuff still isn't applicable, but just sort of the way you address it's a little different. That's just product marketing versus service-based marketing is just two different animals, but mm -hmm. When, when we are the brand, because if you're service-based, you, you are the brand. People are investing in you as a human and what you do. Um, and so what we have to remember is that most of us started because of a need. There was either a need that we saw that we could meet, or it was one of our own experiences. Mm -hmm. So for the most part, most of us are in it for all the right reasons, right? We want to serve. We want to meet this need. We want somebody to have it easier than we did or not make the same mistakes we did. But the key is to acknowledge and embrace and appreciate that, but then to instantaneously shift that focus into the who we want to serve. Mm. We have to somewhat, and, and people, this, this makes people bristle up a little bit, but we have to somewhat remove ourselves from the equation. It's not that we don't matter to the brand and it's not because we are the brand, right? Mm -hmm. But when you want to build a brand, it cannot be self-centered and that cannot be your motivation. Mm. It has to be all about who you're serving. And so while answering who you are and what you do on some deeper levels is crazy important, it's all about who you serve. Um, and so I think, again, getting intimately familiar, and I'm also a big proponent, uh, you have different people that feel differently about this, but um, I tell my clients that you absolutely should niche down. And, and for me, that is a wildly misunderstood concept as well. Mm. You still have people that go, no, I don't want a niche. Hey, like, and I say this to everybody, it's not about niching down, meaning I'm going to only serve this sector of people. No. You can say you want to serve everyone, but mm -hmm. if you go into a brand and marketing and messaging that way, you're going to serve no one. You're not going to hit anybody, right? The idea with niching is that you create or pick, if there's a real person, that ideal client avatar, right? This is my perfect client. Get to know them on an intimate level because every time you create content, messaging, offers, they all need to be created with that person in mind. That is how you create cohesive and consistent branding and messaging. It's not, a, it's not about you're only going to serve that person. No, that's the beauty of being a business owner. You can serve whoever the F you want. That's what's mm. so great about it. But if you want to create that brand, you got to talk to one person or you're going to confuse your audience. They're never going to know if you're talking to them or not. Oh, that's smart. I like that. Uh, so focus on one person, but focusing on uh, their emotions, how they, yes. how they, how they want to, what the benefit is to them, and then being consistent throughout your entire content. Yeah, instead yeah. of instead of focus, maybe not so not focusing on a group of people and just focusing on that one person. Yes. Yeah, and what I also what I also tell all my clients too is 
you know, traditional old school marketing tells us that we got to really hone in on the demographics, right? Mm-hmm. Age and gender and political views and income. And if that truly fits your market, wonderful. Like I always say, I know this is a bit of like a, it, it's funny, it, sh- it shouldn't, this example shouldn't make people go, oh dear, but it does. <laughs> and that's probably why I like using it. Um, it's just like, if you're a gynecologist, demographics matter to you. you know what I mean it's a demographic you're gonna work with women like that's just kind of how that is so if it truly fits then wonderful embrace it but what's really important whether you have demographics or not is the psychographics Mm. and that's everything you just talked about right because Mm. the one thing that all your people are going to have in common is the problem that you solve they're all they're all having the same issue Uh, maybe it's manifesting in different ways but yes, focusing on those, those emotions and those feeling things and mm. really allowing that to drive the content and messaging and marketing, you know, because that, that's also what goes back to the why, you know, um, but yeah, focusing just on that one person to create that cohesiveness and that consistency so that every time you create something, people know it came from you, whether they see your name, your logo, your brand or not, because They've started to identify with, oh, I know who this is. Oh, this, this, this is definitely Chris's stuff for sure. Because they're familiar with you. They feel like they know you because a brand is a brand is as much of an organic living, breathing thing as it possibly can be. Mm. So, so talking on that, because uh, what, what do you think about story? Is it important to embrace your story and, you know, being authentic does that help in building the brand and should people do because I I know I probably haven't shared my full story yet and maybe I should what's your advice definitely should yes the story is a huge piece of that um because the other thing that we know about us as consumers is again especially when it's service-based marketing I mean service-based services and entrepreneurs um we need to know the person Mm behind the brand um how can i possibly trust you to do what you say you're gonna do if i don't feel there's some form of a relationship there business Mm. is all about building relationships it's service over sales always 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 and building a relationship means that i get to know you and yes Mm. authenticity is hard because authenticity means vulnerability and vulnerability requires courage Mm, yes that can be really challenging and that's scary i'm not Mm. saying it's easy it's simple but it's not easy Mm. but what we find over and over and over again is every time you share a piece of your story every time you allow that authenticity to shine through you're going there are people that are going to go oh my gosh it's like you were talking to me i've had that experience I know exactly. Oh, you really do understand what I'm going through because you've been there. Yes. Right. And it's allowing people to be seen and felt seen and felt heard and understood. And that's what we all really crave. We just want someone to see us for who we are. We want to be understood. We want to be accepted. We want to be celebrated and loved because of how we were uniquely created. And when we share our story, that's what we're really ushering in. We're letting, I'm letting you see me because I want you to know I'm a real person yeah. and in hopes that you'll let me see you. Right. Um, that's, I mean, that's, that's really, that's at the crux of that. And so, yeah, I think that sharing your story is just, and here's the other thing too. 
not only is it incredibly valuable for the people that you're wanting to serve, um, anyone who doesn't like it when you share your story, you're going to alienate them. And that's a good thing. Mm. You are not meant for everyone and everyone is not meant for you. And I say all the time, I'm like, if you're not polarizing people, you're doing it wrong. And that's another concept that's hard for people to grasp because especially as entrepreneurs, we think, but if I've alienated somebody, I've lost money, but you really, you, but you haven't, right? Mm. Um, it's, it's really about, you want people to read something that you've created or put out there and you want people to instantaneously go, I need this person in my life or yeah, no, thank you. Mm. Because why are we wasting each other's time? If they're not for you and you're not for them, no one's going to really enjoy that experience, not to the fullest extent, and no one's going to be served the way that they could have been served. Yeah, it's a, I guess it's finding the, the people that say no, or that's a good thing because it leads to, it's an invitation for a yes somewhere else. That's what I heard. Yes. Um, and then I had a conversation with a, a LinkedIn expert and she was talking about sharing story and she had some crazy results where she'd shared a story on stage and made a huge amount of money, but that separate from the money, but it's it was just about being authentic and vulnerable. And I know before you, you spoke about if there's a need, for your solution and you've been through that before so for instance if i want to help somebody with their confidence because i lack confidence before doing this that would that would tie into the brand really really well wouldn't it yes a hundred percent i won't say that you always have to have been through what you're trying to help other people through because there are certainly there are very unique um exceptions to that rule Right. Um, but for the most part, it's very powerful when we've been able to say we, Hey, I climbed the mountain and I'm actually on the other side of it. I got all the scars and scrapes and bruises, but I also know what it's like on this side. And this is where I want to help you get. Um, because again, that means someone can go, okay, so you do get it. You've been there. You've done that. You're going to understand me on a level that I need to be understood. And you're not going to try to get me to do things that don't make sense. Um, I mean, that's just, yes, that, that's all really huge. And the other piece of it, I think too, is one of the reasons sometimes we don't want to share our story is we think, especially as business owners, that if we share the struggle, that it somehow invalidates us or it removes mm. us as a place of authority or it lowers our expertise. When here's the reality, we don't actually, one, perfection doesn't exist, but we don't trust it. We don't trust perfect. If it's mm. too good to be true, right? Or we're always looking for the fine print or the, right. And we're like, mm, mm. no, we want real because I'm a real person. Mm-hmm. So I don't, if, if, if you have everything perfectly sewn together, why would I feel comfortable bringing you my problems, bringing you my entire mess and opening that up, right? I'm comfortable sharing my mess with you because you shared your mess with me. And I'm like, oh, this is safe. Mm. Okay. I, I can do this with you. Yeah, that, that's true. So so tell me about your struggles. What have you been through? What was the hardest thing that you struggled with when when first starting your business? And uh, Oh, good Lord. Yeah. Yes, that's my answer to that question. Yes, that's what I struggled with, all of it. Um, <laughs> you know, so I want, for example, perfect example. One of the reasons that I'm so passionate about that whole, your brand is not about you is because I made it about me to begin with. 
It was, what do I want the logo to look like? What do I want to do? What do I want to do? And not only was I not attracting the level of client base that I would have liked, I was getting nightmare clients, Mm. right? People that I just, I never in a million years want to work with again. And people that probably never want to work with me again, to be fair, (laughs) right? It's not that they're a horrible person. We were just a horrible fit because my branding had no direction. I'd made Mm. it all about me. Um, And so there wasn't any driving force behind it. You know, I think too, my biggest struggle in my personal life, which is why it's so quote easy for me to do this in my business life. And I realized I just used air quotes and this is an audio recording and I do that all the time. Well, um, it can be turned into video if you. If right. You but, you know, but yes, yeah, so when I, the reason it is air quotes easy for me to be authentic in my business is because that was a major, major, major issue for me in my personal life. Um, I very much, and this is a lot of people's stories, which is why I like to share it because I I think I felt like I was the only one. And I think we all feel that Um, just this idea of, especially as a, as a female, not that men don't experience it, but particularly as a female, continually getting this message reinforced to me um, verbally, non-verbally, intentionally, you know, subliminally that I am both too much and not enough all at the same time. Mm. And so what that does is that, that we start, we start minimizing ourselves and compacting ourselves to fit into a box to make everyone else feel comfortable. And I essentially woke up one day and realized that I didn't really know who I was anymore. Mm. And when you find yourself as a result of different relationships, personal and professional, um, you know, I share people one of probably my darkest moment I remember being on my knees beside my bed, just having a full breakdown crying my eyes out and begging God to make me somebody else. Just Mm. make me somebody else. That I look back at that person and that breaks my heart for her Mm. because that's just so not what we're about. You know, we, we, you were created exactly as you were intentionally. And so being that, and then having the struggle of going, okay, well, that feels horrible. And I'm a big proponent of therapy and going through all of that and and meeting the resistance of, okay, well, when you, when you go from fitting into everyone's box to being you and setting boundaries, people don't respond well, man, (laughs) there's not a celebration that's thrown for you. And everybody Mm. goes, I am so happy you've chosen to do this. You get Mm. crazy resistance. Yeah, you get, but it's worth it. Yeah, you get a lot of people say you've changed, but you've changed, you've changed for the better. Uh, And I think some of the people that say, well, you've changed, don't really want the best for you. Uh, That's what I've found. Uh, But also, uh, as a woman leader, um, and I I respect you for, for do for creating a, a, a sustainable and profitable business what advice i know this is kind of separate to what we're going off but um what advice would you give to somebody who is a woman uh young aspiring entrepreneur uh what advice would you give them if they're if they're starting a business that would help them because i know i know you're a woman <laughs> oh my gosh there's so many things i could choose from um You know, I think the first thing truly would be 
really getting super honest with yourself for what you're wanting to do and why. Mm. Um, I think it's really important. Um, I, I, through all my years of therapy, but I've, I, I'm an extremely introspective and self-reflective person, um, which is also a scary thing, right? Because sometimes we see things about ourselves that we're like, oh, don't like that. Um, and when I say getting honest with yourself, are you starting this business because you're supposed to? Or are you starting this business because it's that thing you think about all the time? Mm. And if it's that thing you think about all the time, I think before you even start, I think it's really, really important. We can paint all the rosy pictures that we want and working on mindset. Like I, I, I'm also a mindset coach and I don't tell people that not because I'm afraid to, but because I haven't found the best way to describe it yet mm. because people think mindset and they think, think happy thoughts. And that's utter crap. <laughs> right that's not what that is but understanding that it's going to be great but first it's going to be really hard mm. and it's going to push you in ways like you can't imagine and so if you don't know why you're doing it you will you won't you won't stick to it mm. right there's a reason that the number of businesses that fail within the first year are astronomical mm. right you, you got you got you got to be willing to stick with it and you got to be willing to sacrifice things to keep it going right are you you know there might be a month where all you eat is ramen because it's it's less than a dollar at your grocery store right that's just that's just not that's not to discourage anyone that's to paint the realistic picture mm -hmm. right because then you can go into it and when you face those struggles you can actually feel positive about the struggles right knowing all right Let's grind it out. Or you know what? I can do this and going into it with that. That's literally one of the first pieces of advice I would give. And then the second piece that I would give um, is, well, actually, sorry, there's two more. One, remember that you were created on purpose and with purpose, right? And remember that your gut and your intuition were given to you for a reason. Use them, listen. And that kind of follows into that final piece, which is one size fits all is utter and total BS. It's crap. And I say that because you need to listen. And if something that someone tells you to do doesn't feel like it's in alignment for you, then don't do it. There's, Ooh, this is uncomfortable, which mm -hmm. I would challenge you to push. And then this is, this doesn't feel authentic to me. And if it is not authentic to you, do not do it because it won't work. Yes. Right. And you see so many coaches and experts that go follow my program and you will have X results. You need to run as fast as you can away from those people. Mm. Not because it didn't work for them. It probably did. And it probably will work for other people, but you are not them and they are not you. So that's why people like I've had people go, well, what results can you guarantee? Nothing. Mm. I can't guarantee you anything. Here's what I can tell you we're going to work on. Um, I can't actually, I can guarantee that I'm going to challenge you. I'm going to push you. I can mm -hmm. guarantee things like that. But as far as how many clients you're going to get, the dollar amount you're going to make, how many X times you're going to do with your business. Nope. Nope. Can't do that. Yes. So yeah. That's just, yeah. I mean, get really, really, really deeply in touch with why you're doing what you're doing. Know that you were created on purpose and with purpose. And then one size fits all is poop. <laughs> it's total poop. <laughs> yeah. That, and that's it. being kind. Yeah. 
but I know. Well, I wasn't really sure. Yeah. I always, I always like to go into it and go. Let me put my profanity filter on, <laughs> and, and, and then, it, and then, if there's a green light, we can get real with it. But yes, no, to be no kind. green light. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's keep it clean. <laughs> but yeah. I think you know, you know that part where you you mentioned um, one one size fits all and not doing something. Uh, you not doing. You you mentioned not doing something that doesn't feel right or doesn't feel authentically you Mm -hmm. Um, maybe that's just um the word that came into my mind was acting passive so just go just kind of going with the going with the flow and but maybe that that's just part of it there anyway um what what let's go back to brand uh for for a little bit what common mistakes do you see uh, when people are building a brand and uh, how can they avoid those problems or are they things that need to happen in order to yeah so the biggest one is again it's not like a broken record but we make it about us right we choose the colors and things that we like um and i this one was really hard for me um because i'm a big logophile which is a lover of words and um i like to be clever and witty and um, we go for cleverness over clarity. Mm. That was a real big, that, that was a hard bite for me to swallow. Right. Cause I was like, no, but this is so fun. But what you have to understand is, um, you need to be clear and you need to be clear first, because what we do know about people, lots, we don't know. One of the things we do know, um, where there is confusion. There's a no. <laughs> yep. Yep. If we, you know what I mean? We won't. And part of that is just because well, it just is what it is. And part of it is, especially in today's culture, I mean, we're so ADHD as a whole, and I really am ADHD, but we're so is that as a whole, and we can be lazy, let's be honest, right? Technology has made it where we want instantaneous results. And so if I have to figure it out, or if I'm not sure, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go somewhere else. Um, and then I think, the other piece of when I say, when I say making it about us, that goes so much further um, as experts, right? Because you are an authority in what you do. And I would hope that whatever you're doing falls within a zone of genius for you. And it's really important that we understand that zones of genius are those things that sure, we may work to hone our craft, but we're good at naturally. Mm. When you're good at something naturally, some of the struggles are trying to explain to someone else how you do what you do Mm. that's really challenging because we're like i just do it but what's also challenging is trying to um teach other people about our process or teach other people about for example i've done so many different things where i have a creative director that i work with and she's also a really good friend and towards my first couple years like year one year two when I would do master classes or whatever, and I'd say, well, this is what I'm going to do. She's like, Mm-mm, no, you, you need it. And I'm like, but this is the basic level. She's like, for you, for everybody else, you just started in chapter five, mm. but it didn't, that I, I, that didn't make sense to me. Right. Because I just, we assume not with any, you know, ill intent that everyone well, we all know that two plus two is four. Mm. Okay. But do we, do we all know that or do you need to go back to the beginning and so i bring all that up to say that we tend to talk about what we do using our words 
and explaining it on our level when what we really need to be doing, the easiest thing you can ever do is ask yourself, what are your people Googling? Mm. Yeah. Help. Here's the thing too. They may not even know they have the problem that they have. We have to remember that. They may think it's something else entirely. So what are they Googling? Even if they're not literally going to Google, right? But what is your ideal person? How do they talk about what they're struggling with? What results do they say they want? Because we've got to speak to them using their language, not ours, Mm. but theirs. That that is probably that specific piece right there is one of the biggest mistakes that I see. And it's not, I feel I like, I even hesitate to use the word mistake because I think it just comes out of ignorance. We don't even know we're doing anything wrong. Mm. Yeah, we don't know what we don't know. And right. uh, some of the things that we do is just the wrong way. And uh, you get, I've had a, a lot of conversations and they, that every, every expert brings up the same thing. It's, uh, it's simple, not easy. It's all about relationship building, having mm-hmm not not jumping gears because you're stalled on the highway if you're going at second gear when you should be at first or whatever those things that they're so important but and to to not build a course from the moment because you might not have an audience and yeah there's there's a lot there's lots of components and that was really interesting and thank you for that so uh as so we've we spoke a lot about brand and let's just talk a little bit about business as well so uh in terms of you know business strategy and what you work on um what are i don't know how how i would form this question but (laughs) what do you focus on when you first get a client Uh, How do you help them? Yeah. Um, So it's interesting because I do kind of, it it really depends. And what I mean by that is I've got my clients that are virtual, right? That I work with virtually that are all over the place. And then I actually have local clients in my town as well. And so those do become a little bit different. Um, With my virtual clients, I would say that 90% of what I do with them is a combination of mindset Mm. and accountability. That's actually one of the biggest pieces. And it's so funny because I actually had a coach one time tell me they were like, because I say strategist because I just don't like the word coach because I don't think it encompasses what I do. Mm. You know, but I had someone tell me like, you know, I was like, it's for some people, it's just about accountability. And they're like, you really shouldn't say that. I'm like, why? It's accurate. And I also feel comfortable saying that because here's the deal. You actually have all the answers. And I tell people this, let's be really clear. I'm not going to tell you what to do. That's actually Mm. not at all what I do. You have all the answers. I just know how to ask the right questions. Mm. Yeah, that comes back to, I think, episode four. He's really great at asking questions that bring out uh, so many answers. And yeah, accountability. I'm good at asking questions and I'm good at actually shutting up. Contrary to this podcast, I'm going to ask you a question and I'm going to sit there and I'm going to let you sit with it. And I'm not going to say a word. Right. Mm. And then the mindset piece comes in because what I, so many, every client I've had almost goes, man, I wish I could just do this, say this thing, post this thing. And I love being able to go, why can't you? 
Mm. It's that, that authenticity piece, right? That's that mindset piece of going. And it's playing the what if game. I love playing the what if game or the what about game. Mm. Well, I might make somebody mad. Okay, so then what? Well, then they might not buy from me. Do you really want to work with that part? It's all about the questions. I'm not sitting here giving you all the answers because you have them. Mm. No one knows your people or your business the way that you do. And I want, I want everyone that works with me, hears about me, hears me speak to get that, that confidence piece. Stop looking to other people to tell you what to do. Yes. Right? And that's that, never going to work. And that comes back to being, if you're not being your authentic self, then you can't serve at your, your highest self. Um, yep. Yes. Yeah. So again, it's just about asking the right questions. Um, one of the questions that I love to ask people, you know, when we're talking, because I, what I do find is that in my virtual clients, but especially in my local clients, it almost always comes back to the same issue of visibility, awareness, just people just, and because, and it gets like presented to me in different ways. That could be presented as sales. It could be presented as a dry pipeline or not getting leads. It's all the same thing though. It all goes back to, do people know you exist? Mm. Do your people know you exist? Mm. And what I love to always ask people is to go, especially people that have, because I typically, I do work, when I work with like startups and newbies, that's when we go back to that brand strategy that I talked to you about where we get way into the basics. But most of my clients, they've been in business. And so it becomes about, I love this question. Talk to me about your three favorite clients, the most epic clients. You would have them all day long, every day. First of all, I love hearing and watching the energy change. Mm. But they're like, oh my gosh, I had this person. And then I guide them and ask the questions on what are the commonalities there? Because your favorite clients have something in common. So you tell me what it is, mm. right? Um, and then, you know, because again, that becomes about who you serve. So it's just, that's, that's where I feel like I really help people is being able to ask the right questions and, and really helping them figure it out I'm a facilitator, right? Yes. I'm a yep. facilitator. You already know. If I need to help you draw that out, I, I can't wait to do that for you. <laughs> um, but I, I, I want to reaffirm and I want to validate those gut instincts. Mm. Mm. And, and when you're like, well, I kind of wish, then let's do that. Mm. Yes. Do that and see what happens. Yeah, I've been absorbing some content from one of my experts um, for quite some time now. And I sent him a message this morning to say, I used to, you know, I like his posts, but um, I, I used to crave acceptance from other people. But in this, in this moment, how I'm feeling right now, I'm feeling very fulfilled because I'm not looking for acceptance. I'm not looking for approval from other people. So um, I guess that goes on the conversation that you had about yeah. being authentic and everything. Yeah. And you know, and you know this, right? When we're looking and this is, this is, this is a long journey. And I don't know that it's one that we ever, I think it's a continuous journey, mm -hmm. um, this whole acceptance and validation, but when we are seeking that from other people, we're never going to get what we need and want out of that. Mm. We just aren't. And, and that's a, that leaves a really big hole. And that really leads to a lot of doubts. It contributes to imposter syndrome because we feel like 
if we don't make this amount of money or get this client or we don't get a shout out from this expert, hmm. right? And that, but that, but then what we would realize is that's actually your motivation for doing everything. You can't build a business off of that. Mm. Yes. Not a successful one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so trying to come to an end here because I know uh, your time's precious and maybe running over a little bit, but um, we've covered brand and business now. So that's great. Um, I just want to know, because this is what I ask all my experts. Um, how, how are you currently generating revenue in your business to give the listeners some ideas of, okay, this expert's doing this, this expert's doing this. And Stephanie is doing dot, dot, dot. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I do speak, right. Um, I, I, I do get brought into, I, I actually some, actually guest lectured at texas a&m university um not too long ago which is wonderful but i do get brought i do get brought in to speak to different organizations which is one of my favorite things to do um and so whether that is a paid speaking opportunity or i get to generate new clients from that mm. i love both um the only quote core offer that i have is i do intense i do strategy intensives so if someone either A, needs some quick help or wants to know what it might be like to work with me, right? We sit down for 60 to 75 minutes and do just what I talked about earlier. What is point A? What is point B? How do we get you there? And then what I get to create for them is the deliverable is a strategic and prioritized checklist mm -hmm. of going, here's what we need to do to get there. Um, I'm not going to sit there and try to sell you on doing all those things with me, right? Because you may say, well, actually, my husband's a graphic designer and can create all that. Wonderful. But then it's about going through that list and assigning names. Who's going to take accountability for this thing? And then I get to follow up with them in 30 days or so and go talk to me about how it's going. Mm -hmm. You know, and just so that that's that piece. And then you know, if somebody's not sure if they want to work with me, that can lead into the couple different ways that I work with my clients. I work with my clients one-on-one -on -one in that sort of coaching space. Mm -hmm. um, I work with my clients. I have a uh, mastermind that I also run. Um, and that's, that literally is one of my, in fact, our call is today. Um, but that's one of my most favorite things that I do because I get to show up with these freaking amazing people we get to talk through everything that's going great, everything that's not. And instead of just listening to just me, we all get to benefit from each other. Yes. And there's so many unique and beautiful and wonderful perspectives. So watching those different light bulb moments and that community really get developed. Um, like when we first started, there was some interaction. We have, a, we have a message on Facebook, but we have a group on Facebook too they are posting in there all the stinking time. Like I can't even keep up with it all, but that's what I love about it. Mm. Um, and so those are really kind of the, the core things, if you will. Um, and then if somebody says, okay, I know I want to work with you. I don't know what all I need. Well, then we're going to do that strategy intensive, right? And we're going to go, okay, let's talk about what you need. Do you need coaching and consulting? Um, are you going to need new brand, a brand refresh? Do you need a website? Do you need social media management? Um, because I have a collaborative essentially that I, that I lead. And so whether or not it's like, for example, I'm not going to create all your social posts. Like that's not, I'm just not, but I have someone that will, and it will, and will, it'll be in alignment with whatever strategy it is that we've created for whatever that goal is.
Wow. Yeah, that's that's smart. And you're at least you're outsourcing and you're not doing it all yourself. That's that's no, that's and I love it because here's I get to then do what I'm brilliant at. And I have trusted partners that are brilliant at that thing. Mm-hmm. And so we get to create these custom packages for our clients where you're literally getting the best of everyone. Right. Mm-hmm. Because if that's not my zone of genius, then you wouldn't get the absolute best. Yeah, but if it's like- this person's. <laughs> Well, then that's just, that's a way for me to just beautifully package that and offer to people that I can pretty much guarantee you're going to get the absolute best on on each of those facets. I just, I know we're kind of on a mastermind right now, aren't we? And, uh, you know, you just said about bringing experts into help your clients. I've got 52 experts to help me with mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what's so brilliant about it, right? Mm. That's just so brilliant because there's no, we don't have to pretend that we have all the answers and our experts and all the things. Mm. That's crazy, right? That's just crazy. And so if I can bring other people in to better serve my clients, I am absolutely, and I do, I bring experts into my mastermind too, right? Like let, let, if I can serve you in that way, then why the heck wouldn't I? Yeah, exactly. So um, I know you, you covered everything you offer. Uh, before I ask you how they can get in touch with you, what is the biggest lesson you want to tell people today? Be bold, be brazen, and be straight up savage. And, and what I would challenge you to do, if, if that sets anybody off, right? Because remember, I'm a logophile, I love words. Go look at the actual definitions of those words, right? Because brazen and savage have some negative connotations. But brazen really means being bold without shame. Mm. How beautiful is that? Mm. And I'll say be straight up savage because savage is really about being fierce and ferocious and untamed. Mm. That untamed is that speaks to me as far as that I'm not going to be put in a box. I'm not going to be tempered down. I'm going to be exactly who I am. And so that's what I would say is be bold, brazen, and straight up savage. Yeah, yes, Embrace I that like radical that. authenticity because that, that's what's going to lead to just all the success that you could even imagine. Uh, I like that very much. So, so thank you for the episode today. Oh, I, I loved it. So thank you for that. Uh, yeah, how, I loved it too. <laughs> how can people get in touch with you? Um, is there a website that they can go to? Is there anything you can give to them today to help them? Uh, camera's gone. All good. Um, it, yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So everything, everything with me, every way to find me, whatever it might be, um, it's all through um, like kind of my handle, if you will, which is more power to you. So like more power to you. But it's my last name. So it's M-O-R-E-P-O-W-E-L-L-T-O-Y-A. That's my website. My email is Stephanie at morepowell2u.com. That's how you find me on Facebook, how you find me on LinkedIn. Those are my URLs. My Instagram is morepowell2u underscore R-A, which is raw, which is my company, Radically Authentic. Um, and so, yeah, that's everything. I've got a little freebie on my website that you can go check out. Um, it's but it's basically five personal mistakes uh, or five mistakes I see in personal branding and how mm-hmm. to avoid those. And, and then the opposite, right? Don't do this, do this instead. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. And I mean, if you, if you have questions, I always tell people, please reach out by all means. Like I, I, I love that when people contact me and say, Hey, I got a quick question for you. Um, please know that if you have a question for me, I'm not going to go, we need to put you as a client. No, if I can serve you by answering a quick question, then I'm going to do that. And then if I find that the only way I can serve you best is by working with you, I'm always going to be just, again, straight up savage. I'm going to tell it to you straight and be honest but um definitely come find me connect with me friend request follow send me an email connect on linkedin whatever it is right <laughs> that's that that's that that i love that's one of my favorite things about doing things like this and thank you to all who listened today i hope you got a lot out of that episode and maybe learning a little bit more about how you are serving in your business what kind of business you're building and maybe how how to stay more authentic some of my top key takeaways from this episode was to get really clear on um, who your perfect holy grail client is and create everything with that person in mind. That's building your content out, creating offers, creating posts, creating emails. Speaking directly to your perfect client is really going to help you define who that person is. And if they are similar to you, then it's great because then you can be your true self around that person and create a phenomenal business. Also, talk about what you want to talk about. Some of the times you get you get lost talking to that perfect client, but uh, and that would kind of contrast what I was talking about earlier. But if we talk about what you want to talk about, then you can be really authentic there. Work with people you want to work with. You don't have to say yes to everybody. Say yes to the right people. And if there's a fewer amount of charging and you can charge more, then that's even better as well. Say no to stuff that isn't aligned with your true values and goals and really be value focused. And then again, focus on service over sales. Because if you're at service all the time, then you can really fulfill your needs and their needs. And the sales will come eventually. So I hope that helps and I'll see you next week. Have a fantastic week. Bye-bye.